so you're so evil. <laughs> you're so mean spirited. It's just amazing to me. And we dribble yeah, yeah. And we dribble yeah, yeah. And we dribble yeah. We put some shots up and we dribble For ball we know, episode 36 is Nate. And hello? Oh, hey. Yeah, it's A-Hop 2. What the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to see how you'd respond. Uh, we end this, I guess. <laughs> Eventually. Yeah, after awkward pauses. Um, it's okay. We're organic. We don't do re- redos. So here, nope. here we are. Nope. Uh, 36 episodes recording Thursday, January 24th. Yeah, here we are. Um it's been a wild week. Yeah, I'm excited. I was about to say the same thing. Like, you know, it's all it's been a disaster, and it's awesome. Honestly, the title should just be "Damn." <laughs> no Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Um, facts. No printer too. Oh my god, you're so corny. <laughs> anyway, let's 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 uh, roll right into the kicks of the week because these ones are pretty fire with some background. These knowledge. are cheap. Nerding so, out. What we got here is Harry Giles the third making some noise in the league for the first time all season. Um, but because of his shoes, not because of his play. So he's rocking the the concepts times Nike Kyrie five cast tonight. And, <laughs> I don't know how you say that. For those of you that missed that the first time, that was a cat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's I K H E T. I believe it's like a cat is how I would say it, but <laughs> I don't actually know, maybe, and the internet won't tell me. Maybe the H is silent. Icket. It's Egyptian, so. Oh, dance with it. Okay, so what we got here is some gold-looking shoes with purple on the bottom because Sacramento. And then, for some reason, the tongue is red, which kind of is an eyesore, but also really cool. So, I'll tell you why. <laughs> but let me continue with the description real quick before you jump of course, into that. Of course. What, what I really liked about these was the Nike swoosh. has It looks like diamond, like gold diamonds. Like, it sure does. That's what caught my eye, and I was like, "Ooh, these are insanely cool!" And we have to have them on the podcast. So Facts. there you are. Everybody, take a look at those because you can see our audio, or just click, <laughs> or just click the description link, the, the Twitter one. Yeah. So right. if you're interested, if you're interested in these shoes, I encourage you to do some research because they're they're pretty interesting. But uh, the one thing that caught my eye is that there's like the all-seeing eye is on the back of the shoe which got me thinking about Kyrie being a flat earther. And this, I just thought was him trolling the Illuminati some more. So essentially uh, they, they use the pyramids as their reference point for these shoes. The gold of the shoe is supposed to be reflective of the mortar that was used on the pyramids, which made them shine a bright gold. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The red tongue of the shoe that you called an eyesore is a reference to the Sphinx, which was actually believed to have a bright red nose before weathering made the color fade. Rudolph? Interesting though, right? Um, Egyptian Rudolph, that's what that is. Maybe that's what he's based on. Um, Aket is the name of the Great Pyramid in Giza, which means glorious light. The pyramids were once covered in limestone that made them, quote, shimmer like diamonds. And, or as uh, Rihanna would say, bright like diamonds. Shine bright like no. Um, <laughs> and the, the eye of raw is the eye on the back of the shoe, which is supposedly a symbol of protection. However, it could also be the Eye of Horus, which has since been adapted into the all-seeing eye, which you see in the Illuminati triangle with the eye in it. So, pretty cool shoe, though. It's getting confusing. So, Damn. That's, that's just me nerding out a little bit. If you hated it, I'm sorry. 
but I'm still going to do it. Now you see why I called it an eye sore. <laughs> but I like it's it's you know it catches your attention, but I also think it's kind of cool. So I wouldn't say they hot. Yeah, completely an eye sore. I read like three articles about them. Like the people who designed them really went in on this. Would you say they're red hot? All right, I'm done. Uh, I hope you're done. <laughs> to before we jump into all the 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 news of the week, uh, we're gonna start off on a on a good note. For ball, we know is lit. And uh, for those of you that don't know that, I don't know why you're listening because <laughs> we're lit. Wow. It's okay. I don't know if you want to like make them feel stupid. But, but if you are listening, your ears are probably bleeding because that's how heat we are. So shouts out <laughs> you're to you. You're the corniest person ever. It's awful. But the reason we are lit, a hop, tell the people. Uh, because we ball out on our predictions. This is essentially. true. We might as well just like go to Vegas and just win a million dollars and retire. Except it would take more than that i don't know if that's the move but because we can you know we, our luck's rolling or we're just using prior knowledge because we're smart anyways Perhaps. to continue for ball we for ball we know got the complete list of the east starters correct with Kyrie irving kemba walker Kawhi leonard Giannis antetokounmpo and joel Embiid. and for, yes, sir. for the west a hop we got them all right except one that sneaky little guy out in Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. Paul George. So the West is Steph Curry, James Harden. Thank God. I would have been so salty if he didn't end up making that starting team. <laughs> Paul George, LeBron, despite sitting forever, and the snake himself. <laughs> to be fair, LeBron was already leading by a billion votes before he got hurt. <laughs> That's the thing, though. Like It's kind of the same deal as voting in guys who are like retiring, but I suppose not quite. Okay. Uh, obviously, fans took note of PG's play as of late, and so that's why he got the nudge over AD, um, which is, you know, we thought AD would be in there. He's not, but he's obviously going to still be an all-star because he was probably sixth or seventh, you know, in terms of starters. But yeah, so we lit. We always write. Check the facts. Check whatever podcast we predicted this. 34, was it? Uh, something like that. I think it was before that. Uh, yeah, it was before that. I'm not going to look right now. Cause, yeah. Uh, yeah, so now we're going to get to... I said yeah a lot there. We're going to get to did. some some downers. There's start Starting with a guy who would have been an all-star. Mm. Would have, could have, and should have. What Would have, yeah, should have also. <laughs> Victor Oladipo, if you didn't hear, sustained what apparently was a pretty serious knee injury just from looking at it. Uh, it was weird and in full speed to see it happen. It looked like he just fell. Mm-hmm. Um, but they covered they covered his knee with a towel when he was carted off, which is never a good sign. Um, he got an MRI today, actually, January 24th, and he is officially done for the year with a ruptured quad tendon. That doesn't sound fun at all. That sounds terribly painful. It's so weird how it happened, too, because his knee just, like, he just, like, gave out, and then he was all of a sudden on the ground. He pulled, he so pulls down his leg sleeve, and he's like, oh, yep, and he waves the training stuff over. <laughs> it's so strange to me how the worst injuries for knees are the non-contact ones, mm-hmm. and they never look that bad. I'm curious I mean, if this has a longer recovery time than ACL or if they're similar. I don't know. I feel like f- for some reason, like, the ACL is such a more of a significant injury because it, like, to me, I think 
I'm pretty sure about this. The ACL like holds the knee together essentially. Yeah. And I don't know what this tendon specifically does, but maybe it's uh, like a blessing in disguise that it was this over an ACL. Who knows? But yeah, I don't know enough about this. I think the scary thing with an ACL is you never know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Like it's easier nowadays to come back from, but it still varies by person. Nev- never. A, yeah. Never a certain thing. Mm-hmm. And to continue with Anthony Davis, the all-star to be, he sprained he got his booted out of the starting five. <laughs> yeah, probably because of his finger. He, he sprained his finger last Friday, January 18th. And people said, wow, this little dainty flower is not going to make the all-star start. <laughs> you love calling people that it's horrible. <laughs> uh, he was reevaluated every two or three days and he was expected to be back as early as mid next week. However, originally the diagnosis was two to four weeks. So the prognosis was originally two to four weeks. <laughs> so it was, it was more towards the beginning of that, obviously the two weeks. So that's good that it's not, you know, a broken finger or anything that terrible like that. For sure. Um, it's nice that they're optimistic about it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a man that's been in the doctor's office since he started in the, or got drafted by the 76ers. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's returned for more, uh, doctor's visits <laughs> <laughs> markel's back in philly for rehab he quote could return this season i this is ridiculous at this point i i don't know i could see it because he was he did play what like 15 games or something like that yeah maybe 10 but he played a significant amount and he was doing well and then i don't know what happened to that i guess it just got worse again i don't know so he the monster stole his talent yeah, it seems like he's like really close. This is the closest like, thing I've ever seen to that in real life. Mm-hmm. It was like how close the Warriors were to winning a championship in 2016. And then, nope. <laughs> Denied. But they bounced back. So maybe there's hope for Markel yet. I'm kind of buying into this whole conspiracy theory about him, though, that they're just trying to make it seem like he could play so that he's still viable as trade bait. Yeah, I could see that, too. That makes a lot of sense. Not just saying, yeah, this guy's done. His career's over. <laughs> hey, does anybody like, want him? <laughs> they they very well may have just given up on him, and they just want to make it seem like he still has value. Yeah, and bring him in around the team so it shows that he's a good team player. Yada yada, exports everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more or less. Mm-hmm. Speaking of more or less, I hope to see Chris Paul more because this man has been out of action for what seems like the whole season. I don't know though. I'm kind of having fun with him not playing. True, the Rockets will probably start losing once he comes back. I really genuinely wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't either. Chris Paul needs the ball in his hand. He's a little biatch. <laughs> um, it sounds like, though, he could be back as early as Sunday. That would be, what, the 27th? So that would very much change the dynamic of that Rockets team, obviously. So this will be intriguing. That's like, that's like long, almost a, like the longest hamstring injury since like Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> that's a long well, and Kawhi was just being hidden from the team so I'm almost, he probably wasn't even hurt I'm 99% sure that Devin Booker had two hamstring injuries within Chris Paul's one <laughs> well maybe Devin Booker's dumbass should have just stayed out for that whole time then instead of coming back and getting hurt again that's true he's also not 37 so that helps <laughs> Chris Paul's like 32 33 you could have fooled me man <laughs> 33 you're right yeah um 
Yes, another injury that the injuries just keep piling up, and we're not even they do. We're getting near the end, but we still got a ways to go. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, who's been balling, rip man, like he took one straight out of uh, my boy Karis Livitz. Levert, get Levert, Levert's oh, playbook. you're a boy, and you're gonna say his name wrong. <laughs> I took a, a page out of his playbook, and he's been balling, he's been hooping. But man, he needs single handedly down the Rockets that one game, and then now he's he's gone. Yep, and now he's. He's out with a torn ligament in his finger four to six weeks. But like I've been saying this whole time, these injuries could be worse. You could be Victor Oladipo, you know? So, I mean, yeah. Hand injuries are probably no fun at all because then you just, you can't even like text. Like, <laughs> you can't do anything. That would be a thumb injury, man. <laughs> you gotta hold your phone somehow. Like, all right. These guys have big hands. They're gonna be okay as far as texting goes. But I don't know hopefully if the, uh, his hands are very big. Or you'd probably be JJ Barea. Okay, fine. But uh, may the may the kick God grant Spencer Dinwiddie a quick return. Yes, because we need to see them fire kicks back on kicks of the week, and Facts. he's like the only one that supplies them with, with that brand. He's a god in the game right now. Yeah, maybe he'll hand off his shoes to like Jared Allen or something. Mm-hmm. Who's next? T.J. Warren. He's out two to three weeks Your with boy. an ankle injury. Dude has been having an incredible season. Uh, um, it's been halted now with an ankle injury, but luckily the, and the sons are officially doomed. <laughs> yeah. Now they're in trouble. <laughs> um, no, okay. But like before it was like, Oh, they could win a game here and there. Like, no, nah, it's a wrap at least for the next two to three weeks. He's definitely a glue guy. If I've ever seen one. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Suns have one of the best training staffs in the, in the league though. So I don't see any backlash coming from this. The only thing in the league they got one of the best of. Mm-hmm. Definitely not, you know, records or fans or arenas. Management or. Yeah, or owners. Yeah. So, yeah, um, Lakers portion is here. <laughs> it's a short portion, but it's all about the old farts they have on their team. Uh, no, it's not. There's there's a young buck in here. No, that's true. He just. Just hearing about him is old. Okay, we'll start with him then. Lonzo Ball is out four to six weeks with a grade three ankle sprain. Dude was on crutches. Man up, young fella. (laughs) You're a savvy. (laughs) That's all I got to say about that. (laughs) That'll be interesting, though, because I feel like his numbers haven't been impressive, but he has been, I mean, like you just mentioned about TJ Warren, he's been an absolute glue guy for them. He doesn't always get the assist, but he gets the ball to the right guy. He plays outstanding defense, three-quarter court a lot of the time. Yeah, I mean, he's he makes still good plays. a number one pick and probably someday going to be an all-star. And, you know, so missing him hurts, especially when you have LeBron James, who is still out with uh, his groin injury, but he was cleared for non-contact practice. Um, however, the progress still seems to be a little slow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you got a turtle. <laughs> what? <laughs> Rondo looks like a turtle. All right. Sure, man. You know Franklin the turtle? I know I know I do, <laughs> but like that's just kind of kind of harsh. All right, what happened to his shell? Is it cracked? What's, what's going on? Uh, I don't even remember what happened to him. Is it it's his hand, right? Uh, I'll look it up while you tell the people what's going on. Yeah, it's uh, he had surgery for a sprained right ring finger. Mm. Um, they've kind of been teasing his return now for a while. Like, oh, it could be this next game in a couple of days. And no, it's not. And I think 
there's no real word. That's just kind of how it's been progressing. And that's going to be even more interesting now with Lonzo Ball out and Rondo out. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, if there's any injury you're going to rush, you should rush his because Lonzo's out and that team's going to lose 20 to 150. (laughs) They lost all three of their primary ball handlers at this point. Yes, that's terrifying. And now it's up to And Kuzma. I certainly don't want Ingram bring the ball to the floor or Kuzma. On the plus Hart. side, though, Ingram takes two dribbles. He's on the other side of the court. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. <laughs> so, Daddy Longlegs over there. <laughs> oh, God. So, we'll see how that pans out. Um, they're just really playing that by feel, it seems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you- All right. Out of- oh, go ahead. I was going to say, what we got next? Because I, I didn't hear about this. You go ahead on this one. Uh, we're moving out of injuries and into guys getting dealt from their teams. Um, <laughs> you said that getting dealt, <laughs> like they were getting killed off. <laughs> I mean, who's next to get Demar Derozan? It's gonna happen. It's true. Um, so in trade news, reportedly, and I just made air quotes. I know you guys don't know that, but I did. Um, nice. The Lakers were using Lonzo as trade bait. Of course, prior to his injury. Um, I don't know how much these claims have been substantiated, but I thought it was interesting. I know they've talked about wanting to get a second star for LeBron. Lonzo alone ain't it. You're going to have to give up more pieces than that. And I I wonder if that's really who they want to deal. I don't think he's the guy you want to use in a trade. Maybe they should trade LeBron. (laughs) Brilliant. Um, I mean, I think Lonzo is a much better guy to have on a LeBron James-led team mm-hmm. than some of their other pieces. But but you are looking at the future as well. Rondo's aging, and he's kind of been in and out of the league. Yeah. So Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of aging, the Grizzlies are now listening to offers <laughs> to Mark Gasol <laughs> and Mike Conley. Uh, two guys that have seemed like they've been on the Grizzlies since the early 80s. Um. <laughs> since the early <laughs> 80s, huh? Yeah, bro. Uh, <laughs> they've Honestly, though, they've been on that team for so long. They've been through some ish with that team. They've been in the playoffs, like the Western Conference Finals. They've been, you know, to where they are now, winning like five games. And <laughs> they've also been, you know, a first-round exit. But, yeah. They've been all over the place, and I guess the Grizzlies are finally deciding, hey, it's time. And Man, uh, I hope so. Those guys do not deserve that. Hey, Mike Connolly to the to the Lakers or Marc Gasol, like I previously mentioned this week to you. <laughs> when I was just throwing out dumb ideas, and then here we go. Marc Gasol the next day is up for trade. <laughs> Come oh, on, Magic, gosh. make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it, Magic. Don't do it. Magic and Marky Mark. <laughs> that sounds awful. Um, let's see. Speaking of, oh, I can't random... believe this. Go ahead, though. You Speaking say it, of I'll comment random people being made available, the Knicks have made Tim Hardaway Jr., Courtney Lee, and Ennis Cantor available. You sound very strongly opinionated on this. <laughs> <laughs> The Knicks got to be the dumbest mofos. <laughs> they, they, they drafted Tim Hardaway Jr. He was playing pretty well. They let him walk. Or they traded him. I don't remember. And then yeah, he's a free either. agent this year, this year or this past year or two years or something like that. They signed him for $71 million. 
And now they want to trade him again. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't been bad either this year. He's averaging uh, just under 20 points, three boards, two and a half assists. And he's had some really big games for them, I feel like. I, I guess they just realized 71 million was too much. Someone take this off our hands. I you don't, don't say. You don't say. And yeah, by the way, they um, signed him to that deal in uh, July 2017. So two seasons ago. Yeah, I don't I don't know how this is going to pan out. He still has two years left on his contract after this year, by the way. I think they might be stuck with that. I don't get why you try to trade a guy you just signed for, like, way more than he's worth. I think he could have pulled in 50, but 71, ugh. <laughs> Especially after you just traded or got rid of him. Oh my God. Yeah, that's this a real like, big question mark the most Knicks move of all time. <laughs> well, all right, I'm, I'm done ranting now. That was I, <laughs> I don't have anything to say back because you're right. It's just all really stupid. So let's move on. Um, speaking of sad stories, um, several teams have been sent My life. <laughs> to who have reached out, but Charlotte is not hearing trade offers for Kemba Walker as they're hoping that they can re-sign him in the offseason. To which my response is, run, Kemba. Run far, run fast, run to New Orleans. But bring a string with a, uh, you know, a can on it just, you know, to have one year in the conversation in case Charlotte decides to bring in a big free agent. You never know. That'd be the only reason he should stay unless he, like, enjoys Michael Jordan's company. I don't know. his. 50-year-old ass still wearing hoop earrings. Give it up, <laughs> Give it up Michael. It's over. Michael Jordan still got the hoop earring in. Drizzy. Um, he does, Yeah, dude. I mean, 55. Is, over it. <laughs> uh, so Kemba's a free agent this upcoming summer, yes? And he's been hooping. Absolutely. And that's so, why he's an all-star starter. It just seems so unlikely to me that he's going to re-sign. I just don't. I can't think of a good reason for him to. And you said, what if they pull a big free agent? Quick answer, they won't. Oh, so, But what if Kemba tells them, I'll stay if you come kind of thing? Because Kemba himself is someone I'd want to play with. Especially I the think, way he's been playing. I think with how well Kemba has been playing, mm-hmm. he could go just about anywhere he wanted that had the funds. And I feel like he's going to have a much better chance going to another team to win than he is bringing someone to him. I mean, I agree with you. I'm just saying that I still think there might be a chance based on who they get. But I can't, I'm with you when saying I don't really see them getting anybody. But that would be the, yeah, the only reason he'd stay is if they got someone huge. And definitely not <sighs> Mello. <laughs> definitely not. Uh, all right, let's see what's next. Um, speaking of New Orleans... The Pelicans, Thunder, and Bucks have all expressed interest in Rodney Hood, the unsung hero of that horrible final series. What does that spell? Yeah. I would like to see any of these three things happen. Um, we expressed, to those of you who listened back in the first few episodes, Rodney Hood should have played more in the NBA Finals. He was one of the few guys who was making anything happen on that Cavaliers team. Um, the dude can score. 
I, I think he would fit really well in any of those three teams. Oh, yeah. He could be a six-man of the year coming off any of those three teams. And I think that's his role, just to bring energy off the bench because he's an energy guy, in my opinion. For sure. Yeah, definitely. So, that's that. Do it, Cavs. <laughs> free, free Rodney. <laughs> Hashtag free Rodney. And we saw John Wall ship out Kelly Oubre Jr. already this season. Do you think Bradley <laughs> Beal is next? <laughs> if I'm Bradley Beal, I want to get shipped. Accor- so, according to the fans, John Wall hates Kelly Oubre. So we covered that last yeah, week. According to the fans, yeah. Um, it sounds like rumors are saying the Wizards don't intend to make him available. Um, I don't know what his contract looks like. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. probably ridiculous. Because he's a ridiculous player. He is signed through the 2021 offseason. So he's got two more for sure years in Washington. Mm -hmm. And he's making a whole lot of money. But it sounds like in that when that whole saga was happening uh, with all the weird internal stuff in the Wizards, he said he's been dealing with this for some years now. And he sounded pretty fed up. So... I mean, he's a big target. He's averaging this year 25 points, five assists, and five boards. Like, those two helping stats right there are not usual for a shooting guard. He's playing Uh, outstanding, yeah. And then he's also shooting 35. 37% from the field. 35 from three, which could be better, like seeing today's stars and how they shoot. But that's 35 is definitely not bad. (laughs) And I don't know that that's really – his game i think he's forced to take those shots potentially potentially that's my that's my take Mm -hmm. i think if he would do much better in a a demar Derozan with range situation than he would as a a three-point guy right i got you i think he's screwed though i think he's gonna get stuck in washington and he's gonna keep playing at a near all nba level and he's just gonna continue to lose until 2021 well, it's funny that you mentioned being screwed and losing because whoever picks up this next man's is going to do just that. <laughs> Carmelo Anthony. I'm glad you get this one. You just love to hate Carmelo. He's, he's on the move again, ladies and gentlemen. And I don't mean across the country. I mean, he got up from his bed and went to the couch. <laughs> Dude's played for three different teams and hasn't moved. <laughs> So, You're so evil. You're so mean-spirited. It's just amazing to me. This gets me really excited. This is my favorite subject. Um, this is what gets you out of bed in the morning. So the Rockets traded Carmelo Anthony for the Bulls, uh, to the Bulls, excuse me. Uh, no, I didn't in include who was in on it, the trade either because you don't know who they are. It doesn't matter. True. But the reason they did it is to free up space for Kenneth Fareed, who mm-hmm. they signed and he's already playing with the team, so that that helped. And yes, there's a whole different story about how they were. The league was open on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, but the league office wasn't, and so they had to let this like G League guy walk. So sucks for him, but hey, go back to the G League. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of rude. I'm sorry, man. Whoever you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's listening. But Melo, I'm not sorry. You're trash. Uh, so yeah, yeesh. The Bulls immediately cut Mello, <laughs> bought him out, 
again. <laughs> so, again. He's just this dude is just getting passed around, man. It's kind of sad. Uh, luckily for him, he's just been sitting in his living room collecting checks, <laughs> not doing much. Uh, that's true. That's true. But he wants to play, man. <laughs> he does. Um, and you know who else wants him to play? LeBron James. That's right. LeBron James. LeBron James. Okay, that's new. The Lakers are reportedly interested in him. And LeBron's been outspoken about this on Instagram comments, more specifically about how he can still hoop and stuff like that. LeBron... You're the only one seeing this, my man. No one else is seeing no, this. No, plenty of other guys are saying this. But look, now I think LeBron's smart. I think LeBron is friends with Carmelo. And I think LeBron believes that Carmelo can still play. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that means that LeBron actually wants Carmelo on his team. I, I don't. <laughs> Just saying if Carmelo feels better about himself. Well, no, because, no, it's because Carmelo is his friend. And he, he believes he can still play. And he wants him to be able to because... LeBron is the you know about the same age as Melo, and he's still playing, and he's still successful, and he knows how that feels, and he wants that for his friend. But I think he's smart enough as an athlete and as a competitor to know we don't really want this guy. He also so probably knows we... when it's time to quit. Okay, that's a different story. But <laughs> maybe if we broadcast some interest in him, but we don't make a move on it, yeah. someone will pick him up. Mm-hmm. LeBron is he's playing games behind the scenes. He's too smart. Right. Yeah, but. I said to you, if there's anybody who can make this this mellow man go from trash to recyclables. <laughs> <laughs> Compost. No, recyclables, because he's been recycled so many times this season. Oh, teams, God. That, and recyclables, usually, it's clean. It's cleaner, you know? He's saving All the right. planet. And he could be saving the Lakers if he joins them. Boom. Compost is saving the planet, Full too. circle. Anyways. Compost is better for the planet than recycling. We don't even, <laughs> most of the stuff we recycle just gets trashed anyway. Are we a, a waste management podcast or an NBA podcast? Do some research on recycling, though, bro. Like, most of that stuff just gets trashed. Like, we don't actually do anything with it. Okay. Go plant. Go green, everybody. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, what I was saying just was saying. LeBron's the only man I think that could save this dude because, one, they're friends. Two, LeBron has a great basketball IQ, and I think he could tell Melo, hey, this is what you need to do to be successful. You're not the same player you used to be. Listen to me, yada, yada. I'm going to get you shots. Just stand up there in the corner and try not to hit the side of the backboard like you've done. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's, that could work in that sense. I hope it doesn't happen because I still don't believe in Melo that much because he hasn't shown us much to believe in. So, other than yeah. other than his you know, finance abilities, believe. you remember that song from Madden? That was lit. I think so. Yeah, Anyways, you do. Um, All right. Yeah. So we're moving out of trades now and into just some general storylines in the NBA. But Nathan, I want to give you this segue because I think you can do something wonderfully awful with it. Well, you know, it's hard to one up mellow. I've mentioned he's trash before. Uh. (laughs) What you've not been shy about this opinion. No, see, I, this is coming from the heart and what the Grizzlies have now done is they decided to one up him by pouring gasoline on the trash and lighting it on fire <laughs> and when you when i think oh come on nathan that's just you know old washed up people have used you know dumpster fire before however there was a literal fire in the grizzlies locker room an actual fire yes um no cap 
Yes, in addition to their franchise fire, there was a real fire, electrical fire that started in the locker room. No one got hurt, so that's why we joke about it. If people got hurt, we'd probably yes. not even be talking about it or just very sad about it. Actually, it would be a little more somber. Yes, and it also would have been told already in injury news. <laughs> so there's that. Oh, speaking of injury news, I'm going to jump back. Rajon Rondo is playing tonight against the Wolves, the 24th. So he's back. We'll see how that pans Breaking out. Breaking news. You just heard this now live a day late. <laughs> I just thought I'd say it so people couldn't be like, oh, they were wrong. They were late. And like, Aha, no, we knew. All right. <laughs> Joke's on you. You think people are still listening. <laughs> You're probably right. All right. <laughs> on to the Grizzlies. And so the reason there's the, the Grizzlies franchise is on fire is because, one, it's funny because literal fire. And, two, they're getting rid of their two stars. They put them on the training block. And, three, they've lost 12 of their last 13 games. And, four, they got into, like, a literal fight like two weeks ago in their own locker room. Yes. So, so. the Grizzlies are in shambles, and their locker room is shard along with their relationships, apparently, within the locker room. That's that's the best I could do. <laughs> you know, rip Memphis. Like, if it wasn't already for sure, it's like... It's yeah. crazy to me because two years ago, in 2017, they were they were the seventh seed in the playoffs. They were, 40, they were 43 and 39. And we are entering full rebuild mode at this point. And I think they even gave... Uh, Who did they play? They played the Thunder. They actually gave them, like, a run for their money, too. Yeah, if I remember yeah. Right. Wait, was it the I think so. Oh, those are this year's standings. What happened? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. I guess I can continue with a terrible segue here. Teams on fire. Yeah, this is bad. Uh, the Suns can confirm. Are a sun that they're on fire. It's hot in Phoenix. You get the gist. I'm just going to. I, I think theoretically, though, the sun isn't on fire. It produces fire. But I don't know if that's what it is. It is fire. <laughs> it's like nuclear fission, though. That's not fire. It's different. I guess we need to start a side science podcast. <laughs> yeah, um, we do. So the sun's made some fire news this week. For All right. The, that's a little better. The, the locals in Phoenix. Debatably. Uh, ouchia. The sun's are... <laughs> Ouchia. The Suns are staying in the Valley of the Sun. Uh, the city council approved a $235 million arena renovation that will keep Cash. them in that stadium until 2037. However, it is important to note that the fans still hate the owner's guts because after, <laughs> after this news broke, the top comments were all great. Now, sell, now get rid of Sarver, who's the owner. Um, yes, so they can still be sold obviously and if they're sold they can still be moved so just because they're there till 2037 does not mean they can't move it just brings you know the phoenicians some hope phoenicians is that correct it is that's awesome sound like you're like egyptian (laughs) why are you laughing dude that's what it is because i didn't know that that's amazing phoenicians that's so cool i'm out here being a washingtonian there's 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 a five-star hotel here called uh, the Phoenician. That just That's sounds really cool. fancy, huh? It does. It's in Scumsdale. Uh, wow, okay. <laughs> Speaking of scum, Boogie returns. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, Boogie's back. He's played in two games for the Golden State Wussies. Um, oh, and- I like it. Let's go. <laughs> he played 15 minutes in his return on the 18th. 
He had 14 points, six boards, three assists, and he was three for four from deep. That was against the Clippers. That was absurd first game. I did not think he was going to do that well. No, me either. <laughs> and he was shooting um, threes, classic Warriors. No, of course. We, well, we knew, we knew he could he shoot was, threes, but I didn't think he'd go three for four his first night. <laughs> didn't they say he was the third splash bro a few years back? He did. Some that was, joke about that, that. was before they were on the team, yeah. But yeah, he yeah. said that during the All-Star game, I think. All-Star week. Yeah. Uh, and then the 21st, he played 21 minutes. He had eight points, nine boards, and five assists. That was against the Lakers. He shot a pretty poor percentage that night, if I'm not mistaken. You know why? No. Perennial all-star, JaVale McGee, locked him up. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Clamps. So the question is, how's he looking for the dubs? Scared. Uh, yeah. Th- you know, that's exactly the word I was going to use. Because uh, even if he goes, you know, two for five from three, Two for six. I'm pretty rattled. I, I don't like that at all. Uh, so, we, if you remember, we mentioned, or I mentioned personally, that I don't think he's going to do that well uh, in, in an earlier podcast when he first signed this summer with the Warriors, that he would be left out, yada, yada. He wouldn't be the same boogie. I know a lot of you were thinking, well, look at these numbers. Uh, yeah, shut up. So, <laughs> These numbers are high because he's back. They're looking for him. They want to get him involved, get him in a groove, get him back to game ready. So to me, these numbers are kind of outliers right now because they're. I feel like they're maybe forcing him the ball a little bit just you know to get his self-esteem back up and make him feel ready. Yeah. Um, so that's all I got to say about that. Well, Don't. for some more perspective, um, yeah. the Warriors are playing tonight. At this point, it is nearing the end of the third quarter. Boogie's played 19 minutes. He has 13 points, five rebounds, three assists, uh, six for 10 from the field, and one for two from three-point land. So I agree that we are we are probably seeing outliers in this. We don't know what this is really going to look like until it develops. But so far, so uh, frightening. Yes. Uh, speaking of frightening, Clay Thompson is very frightening when he has the ball in his non-dribbling hand. See, exactly. That's what I was going to say. When someone's passing it to him is when he's frightened, yes. not when he actually has when it. When he's dribbling, he looks like a toddler. So, <laughs> um, Before, and I'll say it again, is the scariest guy in the league when he's hot. He's absolutely horrifying. Yes. Um, he had 44 points the other night. He made his first in a row, which is an NBA record for consecutive threes. Made his first 10 threes in a row. Ah, there we go. Which is an NBA record for consecutive three-pointers made. He actually missed his last actually a bum. Um, <laughs> all 44 of those points were assisted, <laughs> which has really been a trend for him and something we've discussed. Can Clay Thompson create his own shot? Well, right now, I don't care because he doesn't have to. I was going to say, he doesn't need to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's facts. Yeah, so... Yeah, someone like guard him. Oh God! <laughs> Somebody do something. Yeah, just, just make him dribble. Just, just switch every screen that he's part of, and yeah, make him put the ball on the floor. Overplay him. Let him beat you to the no. Don't let him beat you to the basket because they'll just kick it out and they'll make a three. Um, let's move on to one of his teammates though, who did something much less impressive. Um, <laughs> Steph, in my words, solidifies himself as the least athletic player in the league with an absolute L. Um, He's running to go. I assume he was going to try and dunk. I don't know if like that's it. a thing the, that he the, does. The gather looked like he was about to. <laughs> the gather, but we can see that's not something he does often because he slipped and absolutely biffed it. He promptly got up, 
His team got the rebound, kicked it out to him in the corner, and he airballed the three. Classic. And and it made my heart happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Steph's human. Yeah. Especially when it comes to doing things that aren't just shooting the ball. Um, and even then he failed, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, Steph, this is what he had to say when asked about it. I was like a kid walking in the candy store with the whole half court open. I was going to try something nice. I've never tried before. The Lord wouldn't let me do it. Jesus. To which I respond, Steph, what were you going to try, dude? Some kind of like what? Two footed, <laughs> two handed rim grazer. Like that's not. Can this guy actually dunk and do impressive things? Not impressive, but he can dunk. <laughs> I think I could dunk better than him, but I'm taller. I so. just, I'm intrigued though. What this something really nice is in his. I think book. that's what he was trying to say. Like, oh, you might, you'll never know now. Mm, However, to counter yeah. your point, I don't think slipping makes you unathletic. <laughs> I just had to say something mean about it. Yeah, that's true. Because you, you remember the, the Arizona Washington game when Rondé Hollis Jefferson slipped on that fast break. That was hilarious. Except he said he was about to do something crazy, and I believe him because that man got hops, and now he plays for the Nets. Yeah, you guys don't know. See, he said, but he I was, believe him. He said he was going to do a three sixty between the legs, <laughs> and Steph was going to do a two footed rim grazer. Like it's you know relative. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> uh, you know what's interesting about that team above Texas? Uh, uh, no. That Paul George is getting MVP chance while he used to throw up bricks. I you know, I just want to point out what what was I the, resent you for this, but you're uh, yeah you're right. The, the, the last week you, we were talking about this on the pod, you were giving me all kinds of ish, and I think what Saturday or Sunday, Russ went six for thirty from the field, <laughs> and that's not even an exaggeration. He went seven. seven for 30 from the field that just sounds like a made-up number i make to like make him look bad but no that's a real number you know and i really want to defend russ and and i will continue to try but he's making it hard he's (laughs) making it so hard um i wonder about the dynamic in the locker room with paul george getting the mvp chance but i just know that they love russ out in okc and i think russ knows that and so i don't know that this is I think he probably appreciates this. Hopefully Russ is more like, all right, I got mine, your turn kind of thing. And he's not, yeah. not like Harden, I need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so Russ is averaging about 22, 10 and a half boards, 10 and a half assists, two and a half steals. Um, Paul George is averaging 27, eight boards, four assists, and 2.3 steals. So these guys are both playing out of their mind, but some analysts, <clears throat> Colin Cowherd, um, <laughs> said that OKC is officially Paul George's city. Wow. I don't know that I'm on board with that. I don't think so. I don't know if it's anybody's city. Who wants to, who wants to be claimed this is my city in Oklahoma well, City? It sounds like Russ has done that. Here he's trying Actually, to. you know whose city it is? It's Oklahoma's. <laughs> <laughs> Oklahoma. You're, you are right. Um, that was such think, a bad joke. But Yeah, it was a dad joke for sure. Um but I think that this is uh, this is a non-issue in my head. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Colin Coward like, is just fishing for stories. There was a picture of the two of them, like, after a game, like, it was all dark, and they're both, like, kicking it, smoking, like, cigars. Like, these guys seem like they're friends and that it's cool. And uh, I don't think PG is a KD, so mm-hmm. I think it's all good in the OKC. Do they have hoods? I was going to say 
all good in the hood. It's probably all good in the OKC hood. Speaking of the hood, um, <laughs> there's been some hood-like activities on the. Court. I don't know how, how I feel about that segue. Yeah, I don't. I was gonna. I'll take it back. I'll say. All right. I'll, okay. I'll say. Okay. Speaking of need, because I said James Harden needs it. We need a Fight Club in the NBA. <laughs> okay. All right. That was better. Uh, yeah. So literally everyone wants to fight. Literally everyone else. It seems like. How many we got here? One, two, three, four, five, six fights this past week. Yeah. Or at least things that were close to them. Mm-hmm. Verbal altercations. Yes. Schoolyard ish. Um, oh yeah. So the first one happened Saturday, one nineteen. Embiid and Russ are just going back and forth. Uh, Embiid accidentally fell on Russ and Russ took it very personally and tried to go at him, but his teammates held him back. And so then there was just words. And as Russ does, just yells at people <laughs> with that scowl. That's super scary. It is scary. It is scary. <laughs> it's like a damn hawk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you got the next one. Uh, Marcus Smart. Oh, I missed it. Speaking of the hawks. <laughs> <laughs> True. I missed it too. Marcus Smart had to be held back um, after going after the hawks uh, DeAndre Bembry, and then was ejected from the game. I didn't see this, but Marcus Smart is just kind of like, he just seems like a mean kind of dude. I was dude. about to say, Marcus Smart's not a dude I want to scrap with. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Not even close. He seems like he was born in like the backwoods of Mexico or something. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> Had to find, I, it, find his way I'm not even... to, a, to the border with a machete. <laughs> But no, he, yeah, he's definitely not a guy that I want to mess with. Uh, I think he's kind of terrifying. Yeah. Um, speaking of terrifying, Embiid is back in the fight news. Uh, uh-huh. I guess he's just terrifyingly afraid of everybody and wants to fight them. Uh, <laughs> that was bad. Embiid and Harden um, had some trash talk going on. They got each other. He's just trying spaces. to be an MVP killer, I guess. Yeah. Um, I kind of liked it because Harden, to me, he's he's getting a little full of himself, and Embiid comes at him with a oh uh, yeah with a, a block, and then a what did he get a dunk on the other end after that or something? Yeah, it was pretty or shortly it was a cool after. Sequence. Yeah, and so they were going back and forth. Um, it's always fun to see them chatting though, and then kind of hitting jumpers in each other's faces. I always enjoy that for sure. Uh, this one was probably one of the bigger ones this week, just because so of all the backlash after, even though nothing really happened. Death- and Gorgie Jang, Jang? Is that how you say his name? Or Dang? I don't. I, I think it's like Jang, like Django. Yeah, they tried to fight. Uh, this is the first one that they actually tried to fight. Um, they. I, this is a weird play. Like a play was going on. There was a foul called, and then Jang and Booker walk up to each other, and I think Jang kind of chest bumped Booker, and Booker then put his hand in his face, and then they had to be separated. Um, Jang tells Booker to meet him in the hallway to box, <laughs> evidently. And yeah, bro, they're going to throw hands. And the best part about it was Booker, like they were verbally talking across the court as the ex- exits for each team's locker room on the other side. And they were mouthing stuff. And Booker said, let's like, you know, go. And then uh, he started sprinting as the security guard was holding onto his jersey, trying to hold him back. <laughs> so that was a pretty Now, is that for real or is that a... Uh... I'm getting held back, so I'm in the front like I'm hard. Well, he was dead on at, like, full-ass sprinting to the tunnel, and the guy was literally, like, holding to his jersey, and it look, Booker was, like, trying to run. It was it looked like huh. it looked like one of those workouts. 
Like the Suns are so bad, they can't well, even afford to, their own workouts. <laughs> they gotta. I suppose I'm skeptical with the way Luca just tore that jersey. I don't know how that jersey would hold with a six six, two hundred pound man on a full sprint out of it. Well, to be fair, like he had, you know, everything. He had his undershirt too. I'm pretty sure. All right. All right. So. Yeah, there's that. Um, so later, Jang tells reporters that he wanted just, you know, just to swap jerseys with Booker. I think that's hilarious. I think it's that's hilarious. such too. a dub. It's just like, no, oh, man, I just wanted to swap jerseys. That's all. <laughs> uh, then the best part of this whole thing was the Timberwolves Twitter and Instagram got in on this, their social media team. They put a horribly photoshopped pic of both of them holding each other's jerseys. <laughs> which made it that much greater. They, I think they oh, put it was awesome. Booker's head on like Dwight Howard's body because his shoulders looked massive and he was just holding <laughs> a, like a what looked like a cartoon drawing of Zhang's jersey. <laughs> <laughs> so it was pretty funny. It was pretty clowning. Uh, it's a good way to make light of the situation. And For then, sure. Uh, later today, we find out that Devin Booker was fined 25K for escalating on-court altercation. And that's a quote. Pocket change. Um, Another quote. If we're going to find these guys, we need to find them legitimate amounts of money. (laughs) Like 100,000 or something. Something (laughs) that they'll feel. Just to hurt a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Like, oh, man, that's a car. You know, this is like a used car that they're never going to buy again. (laughs) Or a pimped out golf cart. Uh, Okay. Okay, yeah. I suppose I mean, it's about that. Book living in Phoenix, lots of golf, man. Uh Cat with- Damn Phoenicians. <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns had something to say about this. Him and Booker were teammates in Kentucky, obviously. He said, I love Devin like a brother, but I got Gorgie. Looking at Gorgie and uh his height and weight compared to Booker's, I would probably take that bet if I were Cat. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's like six eleven, probably weighs two fifty. Mm-hmm. He's he's definitely got Booker on that on reach and strength and yeah i don't know though some dudes just don't have hands like that that's true but just looking at it from the outside yeah corgi's gonna win that fight every time yeah that's true um couple more let's see back to russ just i can't like believe Embiid we're still on made a subject. repeat appearance <laughs> russ i uh, was talking some trash to uh it looked like Nurkic mostly Nurik, Nurik, Nurk, Nurkic, Nurkic. there we go Nurkic. there you go um you it seemed like funky. It seemed like Dame was in on that to to some extent too. It seemed like Dame was trying to mediate, but Russ wasn't having it. Um, so Nurkic and Russ exchanged these really weird fake laughs. Like Russ like missed the he got blocked or something, and he got the board and came out and was like getting ready to attack the basket or shoot a jumper, and he just goes ah, ah, ah. it was really weird. Um, it was pretty entertaining though. Why? <laughs> Um, and then uh, later in the game, Evan Turner stole Russ's uh, rockabye celebration, and they asked Russ about it after the game, and he said, he can rock right back to Portland. <laughs> this dude has me dying. He's so funny. It's funny because he didn't see it. He was running ahead of him. He's like, no, I didn't see it, but if that's the case, he can rock right back to <laughs> so, oh, That's God. a good line there. I like all the that's... ensuing uh, media talk after these fights and stuff. It's that's great. the best part. Mm-hmm. And to cap off the week, uh, Mason Plumley and Plumley and Derek Favors went at each other in a huge shoving match that broke out after Plumley shoved Favors, I believe, or vice versa. I think Plumley shoved him. Um, this yesterday, so football we know is on the shits. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and that one, if you can find the video, is hilarious because there's a fan that tries to stop them, but from the stands doing absolutely nothing. But he was that. <laughs> but he thought he was doing the most. He's so. like got his hands up. He's like, guys, guys, guys. Like, yeah, it's like on. he's trying. They to, are not. They're not listening to you. Like he's trying to break up like his two kids fighting. Like, hey guys, see on. exactly, exactly. Hug it out, your brothers. <laughs> All right, that is part of the episode. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's the bulk of the episode. That was a lot. I mean, we like to get in-depth on, like, you know, analytics and numbers, but can't really do that this week with how much drama there was. Yeah, uh, facts. Um, to continue on with the podcast, it's time for NCAA. Hey-o! Yerp. And this week, we got I pretty... you saying Europe. No, Europe. Instead of no, yup. but it sound. I I know what you're saying, but it sounds like oh. you're saying Europe. Okay. Well, I'm not. Um, All right. Cool. Thanks speaking, for the clarification. Speaking of Europe, McDonald's apparently is different. Their menu over there, and so this week we're going to talk about the McDonald's All Americans. What's up? Uh, it actually is though. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Um. Just like this All American list. So. Facts. The, the McDonald's All Americans this year are. Drum roll, please. Um, you can look up these guys if you, if you want. I'll give a little background based on where what number they rank in the the uh, ESPN top 100 and then their school. <sighs> First guy has a name, man. Uh, East roster, <laughs> Precious Achuawa. <laughs> Excuse me? Precious Achiwa. Precious Chihuahua? It looks like it, man. Precious Achiwa, I think is his name. Yeah, yeah, I think that's good. Either way, Precious is a stripper's name. Uh, he's ranked number Wasn't that six. that movie, though? Precious? Wasn't that movie? Oh, she might have been a singer. Yeah, I think she was. But Precious still sounds like a stripper name. Right, or a I'm dog's not name. i with you. <laughs> Something. It's not a man's I name. I feel bad for someone who names their dog Precious. Yeah, but he's Ew. he's a McDonald's All-American, so this guy's probably, like, gigantic and scary. So... I don't think he was getting made fun of too much for this name. Uh, he is ranked number 16 in the country, and he is uncommitted as of now. Uh, Cole Anthony, number two in the country, also uncommitted. This guy can hoop, so no surprise he's an All-American. Uh, Armando Bacot, <laughs> B-A-C-O-T, uh, number 18 in the country, going to UNC. Vernon Carey, number three in the country, going to Duke. Anthony Edwards, number five in the country, uncommitted. Tracy Jackson Davis, number 25, going to Indiana. That's a name. Yeah, shout out Indiana. Maybe they'll be back if they got an All-American. Uh, Josiah James, number 21, going to Tennessee. Scotty Lewis, number 12, going to Florida. Jaden McDaniels, number six, uncommitted. Wendell Moore, number 19, going to Duke. They just had a Wendell Carter Jr., and he turned out pretty well for them, so maybe Wendell Moore will be great, too. Yeah, you're not wrong. Isaiah Stewart, number four, just committed to Washington this past week. Go ahead. That was loud. supposed to be. Go Dogs. Trendon Wofford. Wow, that's a name. Trendon. Uh, number 22, he's uncommitted. So that rounds out the East roster. And if you thought that there were a lot of uncommitted, that's just because there are. There are actually six guys that are uncommitted. That's pretty crazy that there's six guys that are the best in the country and they don't know where they're playing, even though they can play anywhere. Uh, I'm really surprised about Cole Anthony, number two in the country. Like I said, he can play anywhere he wants. So 
he's going to be top five draft pick, top five, top five in the NBA. In, uh, top five, top five. 20, what, 20? That'll be his draft? Yeah. That sounds right. Um, so, yeah. And then to round out the West, let's go with Br- Byron or Brian. Brian. That's Brian. Antoine. <laughs> I'm bad with names, dude. Number 14, yeah. going to Villanova. Josh Green, number seven in the country, going to Arizona. Bear down. Boo. Matthew Hurt, number 10, <laughs> uncommitted. Trey Mann, number 32, going to Florida. Nico. <laughs> Trey Mann. <laughs> hey, it's Trey Mann. <laughs> Trey Mann. Nico Mannion, number eight, going to Arizona. Shout out. Right up the street. He goes to high school right up the street from me. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, fun fact. Number 11, going to Kentucky. They got one finally. Uh, oh, that's a sick name, I think. Number 15. That is a cool name. He's going to USC. A lot of Pac-12 in the house. Uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl. The Earl kind of ruins the name. Go, number 20, going to Villanova. Yeah, it's kind of long, yeah. Oscar Tishwebe. <laughs> number 37. Oh, yeah. That wasn't bad. <laughs> number 37, going to West Virginia. Khalil Whitney, number nine, going to Kentucky. Samuel Williamson, number 33, going to Louisville. And last but not least, James Wiseman, because he's so wise. He's number one going to Memphis. And that's their first like top recruit since like Deke Rose, I swear. Um, so if you were listening closely, you'll notice that Duke, Florida, Villanova, Arizona, and Kentucky all have two All-Americans apiece. Um, Arizona actually has the top ranked recruiting class in 2019. Shout out. Uh, has and like I said, where where is uh, uncommitted though? They have like six All Americans, dude. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be raw. Uncommitted. They're gonna be nice. You you man, uncommitted university. <laughs> um, obviously, Arizona's got number seven, and number eight leading the way, and they actually could have had three All Americans with uh, Armstrong, who is number nine, the number nine small forward, but he's just number forty one overall. So, rip. But yeah, you can if you want to look in more to these guys, you can just Google McDonald's All American. ESPN got the list up. See your schools. Uh, yeah, so it's I'm excited for this game. To kind of see, I'll probably watch it to see all the prospects coming up to the league. You know, gotta gotta stay on my NCA ish. Can I can I just point out one thing? Go ahead. I'm reading this article here, and it says the highest ranked player not selected to this year's game was you guessed it, Lamelo Ball, number thirteen. He was not among the 800 plus players nominated for selection. Um, am I supposed to be surprised by this? That's just interesting. There was 800 plus players nominated, and number 13 was not even just nowhere. I, it might be because of his uh, pro background. They might not be telling you all about them. He played pro for a year in Lithuania. Yeah, but do you think that's why? Because there's no mention of that. I'm saying, yeah, but ESPN lies. We know this. Uh, <laughs> All right. Yeah, okay. Anything for a story. I think, I don't even, is he even eligible for the draft? I thought he still had another year or for this. I thought he had another year. Hmm. I mean, he must not be if he's included in this. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to rank a guy. I mean, I've seen some of their games uh, playing for a prep school. They win by like 40. I feel like it's kind of hard to rank a guy when you're not playing top talent. Uh, all right. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe they think he's all hype. Maybe they just don't want the drama. 
You never know. I, I didn't expect you to have an answer. I just read that and was kind of intrigued by it. I was like, wow, okay. That's... <laughs> but I can't load it for my my segment. <laughs> you know, as you do. <laughs> Respect. Yeah. Let's go. But I, I could see I I could see him getting drafted. He's gonna be gonna get drafted. He's gonna know. get drafted. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's just honestly they're like reality TV show and all the baggage that comes with the big baller brand and they just didn't want to deal with it. Facts. Facts. Yep. And now y'all thought we forgot. You thought. T-H-O-T. Moving on to the For Ball We Know segment. Let's get it. We have have a question. And this is a question that has been asked, I think, a lot lately. And that question is, is James Harden among the best scorers to ever play the game of basketball. Well, he's given a good a good case right now. He's making his case. Mm-hmm. So start with straight just numbers. We Harden like this numbers. year is averaging a cool 36.3 points per game on 44% shooting and 37% from 3. For now, all those could go up. <laughs> or they could go down, but I I mean I think there's only been two or three players that have ever averaged more than 35 in the season. Mm. Um, in the past five games, he is averaging 52.2 points per game. That is not a misread nor a typo. He's averaging <laughs> 52 points per game over the last five. He scored uh, 261 oh. consecutive unassisted points. That's just disgusting. In, in those last five games, he scored 57 and 58 in back-to-back games which is makes him the second player of all time to do that with Will Chamberlain. He also had a career-high 61 on the 23rd against the Knicks. This year, he scored more than 40 points 17 different times. The next most is Anthony Davis with seven and Steph Curry with six. He scored 30-plus points in 21 consecutive games, which is, I believe, the fourth longest streak in NBA history. All of the other top five are held by Will Chamberlain. Um, he's the first player with three 55 point games in a single calendar month since Will, Will Chamberlain. <laughs> he's the fifth player in league history with multiple 60 point games, and he's tied for the fifth most 50 point games. So what this says to me is that Hard to there are score. a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, there are a lot of great players and scorers since 1963 when Will Chamberlain set a lot of these records. Mm-hmm. And no one has done any of these things since then. This is true. So these it's kind of hard for me. It's kind of hard for me to say, just based strictly off this year's performance alone, that James Harden is not one of the best scorers in NBA history. What do you think? Before we move on to this next little segment, what do you think? Just based on those numbers. I mean, scoring this much, he's definitely one of the best free throw shooters because free throws are a big part of that. Yeah. Uh, but I do agree with you. He, he, he's got to be at least top five by now. And then who do you think belongs in that, in that top five? You've got to say, and this, I think, it matters whether you think Wilt Chamberlain merits selection, which I think is ridiculous. Wilt Chamberlain, Michael Jordan, um, Kareem has to be in that list. LeBron. I mean, LeBron. Uh, it seems premature, but Kevin Durant. Uh, Kobe, those are the guys who are in that conversation. I think so, the fifth spot could be debated between Kobe, Kevin Durant, and James Harden. 
And we're going to have to wait until all is said and done. Yes. But right now, and with Kevin Durant still playing, also I'll throw him in this category too. Some of the best scorers to ever play. Mm-hmm. I think it's that plain and simple. But I also wanted to give some little more off-the-wall stats that I think are good refutations to a lot of things people say about Harden. So you mentioned free throws, right? I think so many people say, oh, well, Harden just scores all his points from free throws and the refs are terrible, right? Mm-hmm. Well, first, we forget that drawing fouls is a skill. Second, the refs are terrible. Okay, the refs are bad, (laughs) but Harden puts them in positions where they have to make calls. If if you knew you could attack the basket in a certain way that got you to the free throw line every time, you'd be crazy not to do it. I think he's smart for milking it. But let's look at – let's not even consider the fouls, but let's look at purely the number of free throws. If you remove free throw scoring entirely from every player in the league, Harden would still lead the league in scoring. In NBA history, there have been 68 seasons in which a player averaged 30 or more points per game. Those players have averaged 10.2 free throw attempts per game. Harden right now is averaging 11.6 free throw attempts per game. Now that already is not a large deviation Mm -hmm. from 10. (laughs) Jordan once averaged 11.9 free throw attempts per game, AI 11.5, and Jerry West bested 12 twice. This is not new or different. It just hasn't happened in a while. Right. And so it's a big deal. And now when you consider pace, the NBA was a lot slower when AI (laughs) averaged 11.5 free throws a game. A lot more white dudes in the league. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with that. So I think that's a pretty good argument against the free throw shooting thing. Yes, he does have a lot of free throws. Yes, he's fouled a lot. That's a skill to get fouled. You still have to make the free throws. And this isn't new or different from what other great scorers have done. And he's still doing incredible things with the ball in his hands, minus fouls. Absolutely. Yes, he's making really challenging shots. Now, next, if you remove the three-point line entirely, James Harden still leads the league in scoring. And that's ahead of Anthony Davis, whose three-pointer is not a big part of his game. It is there, though. It is, but that is James Harden's game. Mm -hmm. What's interesting to me is uh, Chris Paul coming back and seeing how that affects his 60-point games in high 50s. Oh, and it has to, right? It has to. Like, I I know it'll come down a little bit, but I wonder how much. Because he's – literally, they beat, what, the – Knicks by three last night, four when he dropped sixty one. They should yeah. they should have beat the Knicks by you know twenty. A billion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Without without him having to drop that many. So like that's just shows without him having to work that hard. Yeah. yeah. How how much he, how hard he individually had to work for that game. And with yeah. Chris Paul back, he won't have to work as hard. We'll see if he'll want to or if obviously Chris Paul, there's only one basketball. He's going to want his, his share too. But I do think when Chris Paul comes back, that streak of unassisted scoring will end. It has to, because there's no way Chris Paul is not going to create him at least one shot. (laughs) Maybe he'll miss it on purpose. I'm also curious though, what the curve is going to look like for Chris Paul coming back. Is he just going to be reinserted into that starting lineup and play 25 minutes? Or is this going to be a, work him back in kind of thing because that obviously is going to influence how this happens. Seeing as last night Austin Rivers played 34 minutes and was 4-4-2, four, four, and two, I could see him playing, eat them splitting the minutes, 15 apiece yeah. or something like that. Just yeah. because Austin, he's he's holding down the fort. Don't get me wrong. He's had some good games, but I mean, he's no Chris Paul. So you want to get him to the sixth man. 
for sure. Um, and the last thing on Harden, we mentioned earlier that Chris Paul has been out a long time. Um, and we were seeing early on that the Rockets were suffering as a result of that. Now, uh, Harden scoring is not just Harden scoring and them taking L's. He's winning them games with this, which I think is important in a case for being the best scorer. Um, Houston is 15-6 and six in the last 21 games, and the record has improved to 27-20. and 20. Now, 21 is since Harden's streak began. Um, the Rockets have moved from 14th place in the conference to 5th. In those 21. So I hope you guys listening followed all of those numbers because that was a lot of them. I tried to make them clear. But I think the sheer number of numbers makes it kind of hard for anyone to say, no, James Harden, no, it's a product of the season or it's a product of the refs. Like this guy can score. Yeah. So is he among the best scorers to ever do it? Is this season alone putting him in the top 10? Yes. My answer is yes. Agreed. Is he making a case for top five? Yes. Soon. Obviously, one season doesn't really mean much. No. And last last year, he played well, too, but nothing like this. This is something else. This is is transcendent. This is MVP-worthy, and it's getting scary for our prediction. Sorry, Giannis. I'm I'm so sorry, Giannis. You... You're doing your thing. Keep doing your thing. You'll get one someday, but it doesn't look like it's now. We just talked about this at the beginning of the episode. We make predictions, and we're always right, so we got to stick with Giannis, my man. I mean, we can't I, be I, wrong again, Ahop. I think there's sticking to your guns and there's uh, there's being intelligent because right now, James Harden deserves an MVP far more than he did the year that he won. This is true. His pity award, the year he won. Yes. See, they should have just waited. Yeah. He would have gotten one anyway if if this continues. LeBron last year. So, with that, that's the episode. It's a long one, but it's a good one. I had a lot. We of fun. dropped some knowledge today. It was a great episode. I had a good time. The time flew. I looked down at my phone, it was like 50 minutes in. I was like, wait, it feels like we've been talking for 20. Yeah. Yeah. It did happen like that. So I had fun as always with my co host here. Hey, it is what it is, bro. And we, we always doing it. We hope you listeners had fun too because we got big I, things in store for From Ball We Know. So stay, stay with us. I hope you guys feel educated. Me too. After that, because we were like, that wasn't just rambling. I was spitting some knowledge right there. <laughs> Straight knowledge. And if you don't think Harden is among the scoring elite in NBA history, I would love to know why. So hit us up. Because I think you're wrong. At for ball we know on Instagram. Hey, hit us with that follow. And we'll, we'll be posting tomorrow when the episode is live. So all y'all can listen. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll throw up a little post about about our boy Jamie James. <laughs> Put the numbers could, right in your face. Could that not be his nickname? Thanks. <laughs> no, it's the teeth. This is true, the teeth. Um, per usual, subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you you got your notifications on so you know when we drop. And uh, way too early. Yeah, but early is always better. Because Nathan's a damn Phoenician. Uh huh. You know why that name trips me up so much? Because there's, I don't, I'm not even going to get into this, but there's a guy named Valiant Thor that people think sounds like you're getting alien, an alien that came to Earth and he was from Venus and they call him Venusians. And so when you said Phoenician, it made me think of Venusian. 
This is some next level rambling. Uh, to continue what I <laughs> well, was saying. Well, now if you want to know, I know. I did. Ninja. <laughs> Somebody did. Okay. To continue, make sure to review us so that we stay lit forever. Because we'll, we'll, we'll always be lit, but you should review us. So we get littier. Other people need to know that we're lit. Other people's ears need to bleed. What? Remember, I, I don't remember. Want... I said we our the podcast oh, was okay. lit and fire, and their I don't... ears were bleeding. I hope their ears aren't actually bleeding. That sounds unpleasant. You might want to get that checked out. <laughs> but Perhaps. if you tell if you tell the doctor you're listening to the From Ball We Know podcast, you'll understand. He'll say, "Oh, of course." He'll say, "You know, sometimes you just got to fight through the pain." Uh, and we agree. Yeah, maybe. All right, we're going to end this episode before we hit two hours. Uh, <laughs> Probably a good call. So um, thanks for tuning in. We love y'all. Much love. Uh, next week will be episode 37. Who knows what that will hold. All we know is it'll probably be drama-filled. Time will tell. <laughs> and with that, it's been Nate. It's been Hop. See ya. Adios. Man, I'm 75 and still alive Like damn, it went fast I know somewhere up above my father's having a laugh Every lesson that he told me adding up like it's math And every time I'm looking dumb cause I ain't listening to the man And now I'm thinking, man, where my legacy at? As I'm staring at the child of my child on my lap And it hits me all at once, man, this is where it at I said, son, go get that bond, let me show you who you are I said, this is my legacy, I leave it for you And it's something that's a part of me, now a part of you too And it's more than just a game, and it's more than just a sport If that ever truly is a sign of God, it's a proof It'll teach you how to work, how to love, how to lose All the dedication needed to be the man that you choose I'm leaving it for you so you can be the better man I handed him the rock like I put the world in his hands And now he's dribbling, yeah, yeah And now he's dribbling, yeah, yeah And now he's dribbling, yeah He put some shots up and he's dribbling, yeah